Hi, and welcome to Lamplighter Podcast. My name is Rebecca, and this is my squirrel friend, Momo. Hello, kids. We have an exciting story for you today. In each of our stories, we are going to learn about one virtue. A virtue is anything that is good and right and true. Virtues are like little lights that shine bright and beautiful in a story. Can I tell them about letters from Momo? Go ahead. I want to send you a real letter in the mail once a month. In my letters, I will tell you more silly forest stories, talk about virtues, and show you a real historical person who practiced that virtue. Oh, and uh, I'll also talk about acorns. If you would like to get letters from Momo in the mail once a month, just ask your adult to visit lamplighterkids.com. If you sign up before the 20th, you will get a letter from Momo for that month. Visit lamplighterkids.com for more information. So, are you ready? Come and listen while we light the way to your imagination. Momo, I'm glad to see you're feeling all better after your accident last week. It looks like your head doesn't have a big bump on it anymore. And you also seem extra happy today. Oh, I am extra happy because my parents are visiting me. They live about a two-day branch journey across the forest for me, so we don't get to see each other as much as I'd like. When they do come visit, we always do such fun things and... They like to help me with my problems. In fact, they helped me with a problem just this morning. Oh, really? What problem did you have? Well, do you remember Duffy, my squirrel friend? Of course. Duffy is a very nice squirrel. We've been friends ever since we were little bitty squirrels. But recently, Duffy also made another squirrel friend named Jenny. He's been inviting Jenny to play with us a lot, and I kinda got jealous that Duffy had a new friend. I wanted to be his only friend, but my parents helped me with that. Oh, really? How did they help? They told me that it was normal to feel jealous when something like this happens, but that maybe if I tried to get to know Jenny more, that could help me. I realized that I was too jealous of her to even get to know her. So the next time I hung out with Duffy, I tried to play with Jenny as well, and she's really fun. Well, that's wonderful. I'm glad your parents got to help you with that problem. It sounds like they are very full of wisdom. Um, no, I don't think they're full of wisdom. We never ate any wisdom for breakfast, but they are full of acorns. <laughs> no, silly. Wisdom isn't something you eat. It's something you... Well, why don't I tell you about wisdom the best way I know how? In a story. Long ago, in the middle of a great sandy desert, there stood a magnificent palace on a hill. The palace was a mix of blues and whites and reds, but there was so much gold around the windows and painted into the stone that it made the palace shine like a diamond under the bright sun. 
Surrounding the palace was a high stone wall, and outside the wall were streets upon streets upon streets of stone houses connected to each other in long rows. The streets were small and dusty and often smelled a bit like the animals that walked along them. And yet the city popped with life and color. There were delicious spices filling the air, colorful carpets being sold, and silky bright clothes hanging from strings across all the windows. The people drove their donkeys and camels through the streets, carrying their goods to sell. These people who were trying to sell their goods were called the merchants of the city. One such merchant was a young man named Tariq. Though he was young, he was already known across the city for his splendid saddles. The saddles he made for the city's camels always turned out magnificent. The leather he used seemed to shine brighter and feel softer than any others. The wood he used for the handles was smooth and strong and carved with beautiful designs. Often, when the rich people of the city bought saddles from him, he would embroider colorful pictures within the leathers and blankets, sometimes even attaching small jewels to them. These saddles always caught everyone's attention with their bright designs. There were, of course, many saddle makers in the city, but none did quite as good a job as Tariq. And being a saddle merchant wasn't the only thing Tariq was known for either. He was also a young man full of wisdom. Good afternoon, my good neighbor. Tariq looked up from the saddle he had been sewing to see the familiar face of a family friend leaning in through the window. Hello, friend Ziad. What brings you here today? I thought I just fixed your saddle last week. Tariq leaned back on his stool, sticking his long needle into a cushion to give Ziad his full attention. And you did. You fixed it well, and it is a beautiful piece. But I have come today for some advice. Tariq smiled again and listened as Ziad spoke to him of this and that and asked him for his wise help. Tariq truly loved helping others. He had learned many things from his mother and grandfather growing up, and he used this knowledge to give the best advice he could. Somehow the people of the city liked what he had to say, so every day, as well as getting saddle customers, he would also get people wanting to hear his thoughts on their problems. After he had helped Ziad and finished the last of his saddle, Tariq stood up and stretched. He looked out the window where he could just see the top golden towers of the palace peeking above the houses across the street. He was surprised to see that the sun was already beginning to set. Time for dinner already, Tariq said to himself. He quickly washed and wiped his hands, then stepped through a small door in the back of his shop that led right into his own home. Aha, there's my boy. Running a little late today, but that's okay because so am I. His mother winked and smiled at him as she ran between their small kitchen and the table, dropping off bowls and plates of delicious food. 
Tariq closed his eyes and took a big breath in through his nose, enjoying the smells of onion, spice, and bread in the air. Well, don't just stand there sniffing, my boy. You can't eat food through your nose, you know. Come and let's eat while the food is hot. She pulled back her chair and sat down, Tariq moving to do the same. Huh? Hmm? Did I hear the word food? Tariq's old grandfather came shuffling out from the back of the house. Tariq smiled at him. This was the man that had taught him everything he knew about making saddles. Without his grandfather, he wouldn't know the first thing about the tradition of saddle making. Even though he was old now and nearly blind, Tariq still loved him dearly for all the years he had spent patiently teaching him. Tariq's mother smiled and joked with his grandfather. Yes, the food is here. I don't know how you can always hear me say the word food, but somehow you never hear the word chores. Well, I can't choose what these old ears hear. Oh, this food looks delicious. Tariq, his mother, and grandfather all sat down. But just as they were about to take their first bite, there was a loud knock at the door. Tariq's mother looked at him. Are you expecting someone? A customer, perhaps? Tariq shook his head. Not that I know, but sometimes my customers come at strange hours. You would think a broken saddle could wait until morning. He got up and quickly went to the door, expecting to see the familiar face of a customer. What he actually saw made his mind stop. Outside his door, there were several men all dressed in brightly colored clothes with shiny small jewels and chains dangling from everywhere. On each of their heads were tall and colorful turbans, showing Tariq that they must be men from the palace. Behind the men stood their camels, also draped with bright and royal fabrics. Tariq had often seen rich people from the city. He had even made saddles for some of them. But the clothes and jewels these men wore were even more magnificent than any he had ever seen. Greetings, one of the men stepped forward, his silver and gold jewelry jingling as he did. Are you the one they call Tariq Bila Halabi, the wise saddle merchant? Uh, uh, yes, your excellency, my name is Tariq, he stammered with a slight bow in respect. The sultan, the ruler of all the land, has sent us with a message for you. He asks that you come to his palace tomorrow morning after sunrise, for he has heard of your wisdom and is seeking help for a problem of his. His advisers and wise men have failed him, so he is now searching the city for another wise man. So we will be coming back tomorrow morning to take you to the sultan. Please be ready to come with us tomorrow after sunrise. The man stepped back again with the others. Then they all turned and lifted themselves onto their camels, clicking their tongues to tell the camels to go. Tariq watched the camels slowly sway away, back up the hill that led to the palace. He couldn't believe what he just heard. The sultan wanted to see him? to get his help with a problem?
but he was just a saddle maker, a common merchant of the city. Of course, he loved to help people with their problems, but just regular people, normal, nice city people, not sultans, not rulers of all the land. It seems, my son, that even our sultan is seeking after wisdom. Tariq jumped when he heard his mother's voice right behind him. He turned and could see that she had heard everything the man had said. Eh, what's happening over there? Grandfather yelled from the table. Our poor food is getting cold over here. I uh, don't want to hurt its feelings, so I'm going to go ahead and start eating it, since it seems you two are distracted over there. And with that, Grandfather began dipping his bread in the sauces. Come, Tariq's mother smiled as she shut the door and led Tariq, who was still in shock over what happened, back to the table. What am I to do, mother? I can't see the sultan. I will be too afraid and not be able to speak. His mother thought for a moment and said, I don't see any other way. They are coming here tomorrow morning. We can't say no to our sultan. I'm pretty confused over here, Grandfather said with a mouthful of hummus. I keep hearing the word sultan. What did I miss? Tariq's mother told Grandfather what had happened. They think I'm wise. They do not know that everything I have learned comes from you guys, not myself. I will not be able to give him the advice he wants. I think you guys should go to the palace, not me. It's you who taught me this wisdom, Tariq said. This was very true. Tariq's mother and grandfather had made it a great goal to teach their son and grandson how to live a good and happy life. Everything he knew, all the help he gave others, came from the very things he had been taught by his elders. It's true, my son. Everything you have learned about life, you have learned from us. But you forget, everything we have learned is from our parents and grandparents too. Nobody is born a wise person in themselves. Learning from the elders who love you is a trustworthy way to learn. Grandfather, who had been listening quietly, finally said, Your mother is right, my grandson. Your fear is that you won't be able to help the sultan because the wisdom you have isn't good enough. But you must trust that the wisdom speaks for itself. It is loud to those who want to listen. Perhaps the sultan needs somebody like you to teach him, as we have taught you. Tariq tried to think of something to say, to tell them that he still didn't think he could do it, but he knew they were right. The things he had been taught his whole life were things that others needed to hear. He knew he had helped many people from the city to make better choices and live better lives. Perhaps he could help the sultan too. Even though the sultan was richer than anyone in the city and had everything he needed, Tariq knew, as his mother and grandfather had taught him his whole life, that the rich are just like everyone else when it comes down to it. Perhaps he could help the sultan just in the same simple way he had helped everyone else. 
As he was staring at his dinner and thinking this, his mother began a song. Wisdom is what all should seek, no matter if you're a child or a king. The voice of wisdom is so sweet, calling out in these busy streets. Oh, My son, if you want abundant life, let wisdom be your guide. Both rich and poor, both young and old will have abundant life if wisdom is their guide thanks mama i love that song and thank you grandfather i'm feeling a little better now one thing's for sure i can only do my best and i will do that with all my heart tomorrow said tariq Grandfather sighed happily. Very good, my grandson. I am very glad to hear it because I never thought we'd get back to the eating part. Why don't we let tomorrow worry for itself and let's laugh and eat some dinner together, eh? Now that is very wise advice. Thank you, Grandfather. Mother smiled and passed a plate of flatbread to Tariq, who took some and began to eat. As everyone ate and talked of their days, Tariq was distracted and happy, almost forgetting what waited for him in the morning. Almost, but not completely. Somewhere in the back of his mind, questions were echoing loud and clear. What would it feel like to walk through the palace? Would the sultan be kind or mean? Would he be able to be brave enough to speak what he was thinking to the sultan? What if the sultan didn't like the advice he gave him? What would he do to him if that happened? But as quickly as these questions came, he would push them away, taking another delicious bite of food and listening to his family talk. Tomorrow will worry for itself. And he knew that tomorrow would come soon enough. Oh, wow! I'm so glad that my problem was easier to fix than Tariq's. I definitely wouldn't want to stand in front of a sultan. All that gold would make me so nervous. And I'm sure Tariq feels that way as well. But he was a wise young man, and it seems like the Sultan needs some wise people to help him out. That's the other thing. I think I understand a little more what wisdom is. And now I know it's not something you can eat, but I still don't get exactly what it is. It seems like wisdom is a good thing, but what does it mean? You're right. Wisdom is a good thing. But I think I'm going to wait and explain it to you a little more in our next episode, when we finish the story. I had a feeling you'd say that. 
Normally, I'd be a lot more impatient waiting for part two of this story, but with my mom and dad here, we have so many fun things to do this week. Maybe it'll distract me enough so that it doesn't feel too hard to wait and find out what happens to Tariq. Well, I hope that's true for you, Momo. I'm very excited to tell you the rest of the story soon. Next time, we'll get to hear about Tariq's visit to the palace and whether or not he ends up helping the Sultan. Thanks for listening to Lamplighter Podcast today. If you liked our story, please leave us a review. It really helps other listeners find these stories. If you're interested in subscribing to Letters from Momo, just visit our website at lamplighterkids.com. I also love to hear from my listeners. You can email me anytime at lamplighterkids at gmail.com.